is the Toddcast, a podcast that I, a guy named Todd, record while I drive to or from work, talking about a variety of things. There are no scripts, no show notes, just me chatting while I commute, so you can sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the Toddcast. I am joined again by the glorious Eric Hersey so that we can once again spoil Star Wars. Eric, which Star War are we spoiling today? Todd, we are talking about Revenge of the Sith. Tagline, the saga is complete. That's is it not though? necessarily our, our well. Is that is that is, are are you reading that somewhere or are you making no, this that, stuff no. up? No. No, Todd. So I went to IMDb as one okay. does to find out when the movie came out. Because right. I was um, essentially trying to figure out all right, like how how long did it take between? Now, granted, we were alive and we did witness this. At least I saw it in the theaters, I believe, twice. So this movie came out in May, May 19th to be exact, in 2005. So since I was on IMDb, I said, hey, since I'm here, I have a piece of paper. I have a pen. Let's just take – let's take some notes. Okay. And one of the notes that I, – I didn't write it down, but I did notice that the tagline said the saga is complete. So that's how I know that, Todd. You know, a little bit of research. Oh, okay. Let's a little just, bit of memory. Yeah. I mean, it's just that that's clearly not the case as they then proceeded with three more movies, which the, the last of which I'm sure they also declared the saga is complete. That's that's why that threw me off. Um. Yeah, there are that. Now, I believe every single tagline for Star, Star Wars is just the saga is complete, even <laughs> episode one. <laughs> no. So 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 that that is the the movie we'll be discussing today in long form. The movie itself was two hours and 20 minutes. I thought it, I remember it being a little longer, truthfully. I thought it was like an epic three hour battle um, movie, but I was okay. I was okay with the 220. That's still kind of long for a movie. I mean, it's, it's, it's on the longish side of a movie, but yeah, um, I think the recent trend is for them to be three hour epic journeys. I don't think they were doing that so much back in 2005. Although I'm sure, if, uh, I'm sure, you ever hear I'm sure if old George would have had. Well, that, <laughs> you hear Lord yeah. of the Rings? I'm pretty sure that was uh, the start of those epic long, like yeah. it, even when, the well, deleted the deleted scenes themselves were like three hours long. Well, when did the first one of those come out, Mister? I go on IMDb. It's around and take that notes. time, I, I'm not on okay. IMDb at the moment, Todd. <laughs> I'm, I'm drinking coffee in my kitchen, so okay. there's there's not IMDb near me. But okay. somebody else can look that up. I'm pretty sure. So I just think of it like, all right, I saw these movies in high school. And yeah. And I remember the DVDs coming out shortly thereafter. And I remember the DVDs being really, really like crazy because it was one of the first films to have, oh, look at all these behind the scenes and all these deleted scenes. And the deleted scenes were 15, 20 minutes long. Yeah. So yeah. I believe it's in the same vein. And I, and I imagine – I got Return to the or Revenge of the Sith on DVD as well, and I remember they, you know, I, I think I might even have bought it as like a box set with all of them or, or what have you. And there were some good deleted, not deleted scenes, but behind the scenes looks, interviews, and so forth. And that was like right. all of the, that was the big thing with DVDs. Like you couldn't have oh, it yeah. VHS tapes. VHS tapes, you if you you might have got like a couple trailer commercials, but you couldn't just skip oh. around, you know. No, no. I mean, I, I mean, that said, you could get you could get deleted scenes and special features on VHSs, but it's because you bought like the special director cut VHS that came with a second cassette that That's had it. all that on there. 
Um, Double cassette. <laughs> well, no, because I, I remember I remember when I was in the Navy, I got the you know the special double cassette version of Natural Born Killers, and the the whole second uh, tape was you know bonus footage and outtakes and deleted scenes and all that fun, and thinking it was just the most awesome thing. Oh, all this cool stuff, and then you know they came out with DVDs and. You'd be hard pressed to find a DVD that didn't have some sort of bonus content. Like that was one of their their selling points, their shticks, if you will. Well, the parent company of Star Wars now, Disney, the Disney Corporation, is notorious for re-releasing uh, films from the vault and just adding oh, a yeah. couple <laughs> couple extra scenes. Oh, yeah. oh, look at this making of, which is you know, <laughs> I mean they're great because I watch them all on YouTube. Oh, I have yeah. a playlist for just making of. You know, documentaries that have been ripped onto YouTube. But oh, yeah. Todd, I think maybe maybe we'll start talking about the movie. We've uh, went down memory lane on, but but this movie did come out on VHS and or DVD. I believe I bought it on DVD. So, what were? I'm just going to open it up to you. What were your thoughts? You you recently have watched or at least have skimmed through. I didn't really get the details on that. Oh, no, I watched it in its entirety yesterday. Oh, um, two, two hours and 20 minutes worth. I think I think there may have been a couple of scenes that I'm like, eh, this is slow. I know what happens here. Moving on. But, like, I, I think I th- you said it's two hours and 20 minutes. I definitely that's watched what, at least yeah. two, two hours of this movie. Well, that's um, good. Prep in work. preparation for this very event right here and now. So since since I've watched it most recently... I'm going to call on you to do the recap. Oh, God. God. All right. So now <laughs> you took my recent... notes and everything. <laughs> no, I didn't take notes. I did not take notes. I, con- I I honestly was watching it with the kids and I got the phone out and I was going to start taking notes. And I'm like, mm. and I'll tell you right off the get go. wasn't it didn't live up to the hype that I thought it once was. And I will we'll explain as we go. Okay. Oh, so the beginning. Let's start at the beginning. There's the crawl. My thing is I make Laney read the the actual crawl because it's full of words that she doesn't know or has a hard time saying. So when you talk about uh, Dooku and <laughs> Grievous and and some, you know, whatever planets they might be talking about, Geonosis maybe, I don't know, the Separatists. Right. So it's real fun listening to that. So she did make it through. She just made up the words. <laughs> so we are now in the sixth episode, and she realized that if she tries to struggle with the word, she won't complete it, and then I have to complete it. And Micro Machine's voice towards the end. Right. So she right. just makes the stuff up and just goes – she goes at it. So I like the effort and the trying. So that, that's well, how that's, the movie that's starts. That's legit. I wish, uh, I wish I knew that that was the rotation because I would totally have tasked you with uh, throwing on some sort of recording device while that took place because I think that would be uh, in, enjoyable and hilarious. So yeah, that's, may, so that's, may, that's been – Maybe when you sit down to do The Force Awakens, you, you, know, you, you have a, a voice recorder on standby. Okay. All right. Well, if not, the only issue with that is that she knows – the characters a lot better so she might be able to we're like she's never heard of general grievous before mm, i guess that's true and i guess that's fair. speaking of speaking of general grievous grievous uh the commander of some type of droid army he was half machine whatever uh has abducted with count dooku they've taken over um the chancellor or counselor palpatine or whatever he is at this moment in time so of course right. we have our jedi's friends uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin starting off the film uh, in an epic save Palpatine. So 
it I will say at the very beginning there's a whole bunch of uh, ships everywhere and I do remember oh, yeah. that from my youth that it was like wow this is kind of epic space battle oh yeah but they do make it on this giant ship they essentially get into a room where they're battling off Dooku and Palpatine is strapped to a chair Dooku does his work beats up Obi-Wan a little bit and Anakin is left Anakin cuts off uh, Dooku's arm has two lightsabers uh, has him down Basically, Dooku is without the without the force. I mean, or his Sith powers. He is basically defenseless. And Palpatine says, "Kill him," and and Anakin kills him. Sh- cuts his head off in, in a very dramatic fashion, almost like scissors, uh, yep. with the lightsabers being crossed. Head rolls across the floor. Anakin's like, "Oh no, I should have not done that because Jedi's don't do that." He was defenseless, and right. Palpatine was like, "No, you, you know, that was the right way." So. That whole scene, what I just described, took honestly, it goes on for another 15, 20 minutes where they crash land and, and this and so forth. And it was dramatic enough that like, I can understand why it was in the film, but that took maybe a little long. Okay. So they, my opinion there, and we can come back, that's, that's where we're at with the, the storytelling aspect of it. Then they show up, and then honestly for the next, let's just say for the next hour, it's about – it's. Oh, you know, Anakin is still in love with Padme. Finds out that they're having baby, or they're having a baby. Uh, you know, they're conflicted. They're still trying. The whole Jedi Council is trying to figure out, you know, this war, how to stop this war. They have clones on their side. The Separatists are still fighting. Now that Dooku's dead, they have to find this Grievous who escaped. And then the next like hour is a is a matter of like little tic tac things here, saying, oh, we think the Palpatine is scheming, and then Palpatine's telling Anakin. I, I think the Jedi Council are going against me. So you see Anakin playing both sides or being on both sides. Right. And essentially that is where we lend. I mean, that is a very shortcut, but that's how I felt about it. No, <laughs> and I mean, we kind of get to the point where as time goes by, Palpatine is in Anakin's ear. The Jedi are in Anakin's ear and Anakin kind of has to choose. And it all comes down to these nightmares he's having where Padme dies w- during childbirth. And right. some and, and essentially Palpatine slowly talks about how he knows of a Sith Lord who knew how to control life, meaning he could keep people from dying. And that, of course, perks Anakin's ear and he wants to know more. Well, as all said and done, Palpatine has everything in play and essentially calls for um all the clones and all of his army to turn on the Jedi and start taking them out. Well, at that point in time, Windu, Mace Windu, uh, is alerted by Anakin that uh, Palpatine is indeed Darth Sidious, the evil emperor, well, what will become the emperor. Okay, so he, he tells them that. Anakin tells Mace Windu. Mace Windu goes to confront him. Uh, Anakin is told to stay, stay back. Anakin decides to go to witness the capture and Windu says he's going to kill Palpatine. Palpatine then, you know, Anakin's like, no, you need to keep him alive because he needs to be, tri- you know, trial. But really, Anakin just needs him alive so he can learn how to save Padme. And as Mace Windu is about to kill him, Anakin then essentially stops him, cuts off Mace Windu's hand. Palpatine kills Windu. And that is when Darth Vader is formed because he cannot go back from basically betraying and killing a Jedi. And Darth Vader then goes on a tear, kills everyone in sight, and finally it gets to a point where Obi-Wan, Anakin are on a fiery lava planet, 
in which they have an epic battle. Anakin is left with very, very few limbs. Uh, Yoda retreats. Obi-Wan retreats. Palpatine saves Darth Vader. He gets his awesome bodysuit. And you see at the very end, the, the babies are born. Padme dies. She does not have the will to live. The babies are given to Sir Organa, I believe, on a planet with his wife. And then you see baby Luke being taken to Tatooine. End credits with the Death Star being on look, the early form of the Death Star, with the Emperor and Darth Vader looking from a ship. And that is why the saga is now complete. Although it's not even close. No, no. There's, <laughs> da, da, da. There's, there's, so that was the. There's more to come. Yeah, so hopefully everyone sped that whole section up times two speed. Uh, when we come back from this break, we'll go ahead and break down everything I said, what we thought about it, and all that jazz. All right, and we're back. Todd, we kind of just went down the entire duration. You, you forced me to explain the entire movie, <laughs> much like I did you. I feel like you did a better job in Attack of the Clones. But needless to say, uh, there was a lot of stuff we covered there. Oh, yeah. Pick a, pick a topic, pick, pick an area, and you go at it. Give me your so, opinions. So, number one, I think it's very important. I think this is a pivotal scene in the movie that you just completely glossed over. And that is R2's handling of the two super battle droids by splashing oil all over them oh, and then kicking on his jets <laughs> to set them on fire. That was some sweet, sweet droid action. Um, and I just, I, I, I don't know if you have anything you want to add to that, but I just want to call that out as, as you know, a, yeah, a pivotal moment in film history. Yeah, I'll, I, you know what I'll add? That first 30 minutes where the uh, senator is captured. That should have been a crawl. That's what I'll add. That should have been a freaking <laughs> crawl. The senator has been captured. Obi-Wan and Anakin are are in the midst. They they saved him and killed Count Dooku and now are crash landing. That's how I that's how I felt that was. That, and then they should have went right to the crash landing. I just felt it was too long. And I get it felt like almost like the chase scene of the last movie, but not nearly as good or as like, hey, we've seen this. And it was just a matter of they were using all their CG technology to make all these ships. And you could see all, you know, you could see them all kind of intersecting in, in three-dimensional or like, you know, depth. Oh, yeah. And it was really cool looking, but it didn't need to be that long. To me, here's, for here's, me, that's that's me being super critical. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. No, the, the way these go, for anyone who's who's been on Spoiling Star Wars Film Edition, we tear the movie a new one. And then we have a commercial, and then we go and talk about all the stuff that was awesome and great and cool and why everyone should love it. So, no, that's the, t tear in, my brother. Tear, tear in. Well, um, if we're going to tear, if we're going to tear, I'll just give you one last, and you can complete this. Because the first question is, why General Grievous? And then the second question is, how? Like, like what is he? Their question is, like, they couldn't have came up with, like, honestly, Darth Maul in that position would have been so much cooler. Like, if they would have just switched it. <laughs> I mean, put General Grievous in a, in a pretty so-so mm, movie in the first place. Switch Maul to that area, and then it's, like, so much cooler. If, we, if you know, all these scenes, and I get it, four arms, four lightsabers, that's super cool. But he's a freaking robot, dude. I just wasn't into it. But that's me. Well, that's fair. I actually don't know as much of Grievous's backstory as you apparently seem to think. Which well, is, Which is fair. I, I tend to have pretty deep knowledge in a lot of things, and that's a fair assumption to make. Well, we he don't was... need the entire backstory. What the heck is he? Is he, like, he has a heart and eyes, I'm guessing, of a human? He, I mean, he, he is, well, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not even sure necessarily human. He was, he was at once a full living creature, human or, or alien or whatever. He whatever was a, he was. A, 
he was a he was a great warrior, brilliant tactician, general of some. And I can't remember, like I said, I think I've got like a, a trade paperback, a comic book collection that is all about his backstory. But it's been a while since I've read it, and I read it once, so I don't remember all of it. But he was a badass sort of conqueror warlord type person that something went awry and he you know took massive damage and that's why he's he's got all the robot bits to keep him alive and up and running and Sidious found him and is like oh you're an evil bastard that's good at killing things let me use your tactical knowledge in your brain for my evil ends and that's why grievous i guess okay. in, that's in, in i mean very that's abbreviated short form they're using his brain more so than anything yeah, because I mean, Maul Maul was was more more of a. I mean, he was more of the apprentice, assassin, sort of general Sith gopher kind of thing. Sure. Like you go go run this stealth mission, go run this thing. You know what I mean? Whereas Grievous was more of a. I need you to take command of the this fleet. <laughs> you know, or I need you to to you know control these armies and bigger picture strategies. Well, yeah, stuff. he's a general. Whereas I, I don't know the. I, yeah, I understand. I don't. Yeah. I, I think uh, Maul sold a lot more merch. Let's just put it that way. Well, and that may be that that may very well be. He's um, all for that money. Well, you know, you got you got to pay for upgrades. You got you got to pay that's for it. the hydraulic fluid and the lube jobs and firmware updates. I mean, that that shit doesn't grow on trees, even in Star Wars. No. Um, <laughs> so, I guess my uh, to go back to the original, the opening scene, the space battle. I really enjoyed that. V- visually, you know, amazing. Um, they did they did a really good job with the graphics on that one. Something that I noticed this this watch through that I don't think really struck me before, and just goes to show, damn Todd, you're you're turning into an old man. Um, not that that's news to anyone who's been listening to us for any length of time. That was a lot of ships. That was a lot of really large capital class ships in low orbit over a planet that is entirely populated and is a giant city. My brain was going to. Holy crap! I hope that all burns up in atmosphere because otherwise they are taking out like major city blocks. Of oh people. yes, like it is just grossly irresponsible to have that battle that close to the city or that that close to the to the planet. And when you consider, <laughs> well, and when you consider that, it's, I hey, it's, I get it. That it's you know if you follow both sides of the food chain up, they both go to Sidious or Palpatine. Yeah. Like you don't shit where you eat, you know. And he he's he, he's just wrecking his capital homeworld. And the the um, the crash landing sequence really sort of reinforced that because it comes in, it comes in hot. It takes out oh, like yeah. multiple control towers and this and that and the other thing. And it's like, whew, we made it. And it's like, okay, yeah, the the three of you and your droid made it. But dear goodness, how many people got taken out for that to happen? But again, yeah. that's no, that's I, me no, as an I, old person thinking about insurance rates and yeah, <laughs> I agree. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I didn't think of it that way, but I definitely was wondering why they, they're so I, – I was like, why are they so close to that planet? I'm like – and they don't need to all be there, but I'm not – I've never been in an active war like that, so I have no clue. Those those ships and stuff, it seems like it would be smarter to be out further in, or just distance yourself. But I guess if you're well, really trying to blow stuff up, you know, just – it's old Civil War style. Well, well I guess – and, and, and I don't know – well, I don't know if I missed it because I, I really – I'll be honest. Whereas you had Laney read the crawl for you for entertainment. I think I, you know, started the film and got caught up on something on my phone. I didn't actually read the crawl. Were they? Did they just get like? Were they? Were were all of the the separatists there because they just captured Palpatine and were trying to get get away, or were uh, did they like bring him with to assault the planet? Not that I. Is I, that, I mean, is that I don't said? know if they were that. 
only if there was a hyperlink in the crawl that I could read more because I don't okay. know. I think they just said yeah. they had they had they had Palpatine and that was that was that. Uh, there mean, was a lot. I mean, after after the initial battle, there's a lot going on. And truthfully, I guess Anakin's been gone for like eight months, obviously, at least or, or around that time frame. Because when he comes back, they find out that uh, she's pregnant and he's they're they're still hiding, which is kind of weird that they would still be like in an open place, hugging and right. kissing. Right. Which, you know, that's just me being, you know, like, I get it. That's fine. There's right. no I mean, there's definitely cameras around because later in the film, you see ca- security cameras everywhere. You know, no oh, matter yeah. what. They, yeah. But beyond that point, they're just still trying to figure out what's what's going on. And I, you can kind of see Palpatine pulling strings and, and all this stuff coming into play throughout the oh, next yeah. maybe like hour but it is a lot of talk and and scenes that i'm like ah i don't know it's just back and forth about anakin anakin struggles i don't know what what's your if you take the middle part of the, the movie what's your general like what's some talking points that you liked or disliked i think they did a pretty good job of sort of depicting anakin's struggle between you know where are his loyalties like he's he's in love with Padme, but he's not supposed to be. He's 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 with the Jedi, and he's on the Jedi Council, but he's not a master. Uh, yeah, that he's was being, a big deal. He's being he's being asked by by Palpatine to spy on the Jedi. He's at being asked by the Jedi to spy on Palpatine. Like I think they did a pretty good job of capturing him being sort of thrown in the midst of all that conflict and and the toll that it takes on him. I still think maybe some of the dialogue could have used a little less of a heavy hand on the I'm a whiny little whatever whatever <laughs> aspect. Sure. Of it, sure. Uh, I mean, it, I mean, at this point, he's he's no longer a kid. He's no longer a teenager, you know. And again, he's lived. Because how old was he in the Phantom Menace? What would you say, like eight, nine, maybe? I could see, I could see that. I could see that. Then it was ten years that's passed. So, right. I mean, so he's he's spent the past decade as a Jedi, living yeah. within this this. I don't know that I'd say military order, but but definitely a very regimented, you know. Sure. You know, monastic sort of situation i feel like i feel like all the 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 angst would have been worked out of his system by this point sure and the, and the whininess like the the part where they where palpatine put you know a point sort of tries to appoint him to the council and the council's like yep you're on here but we're not making you a master and the part where he kind of just like unhinges and is like this isn't fair this isn't right like again i that that seems that seems a little heavy handed and odd. Haven't to me. we always done that when someone gets promoted at work and we, we find out about it? Don't we just go screaming at bosses and stuff? This isn't fair. It should have been me. <laughs> well, I mean, and it, it, like, I mean, like I get where he comes from, but I, I feel like yeah, no. And I realize you don't that, do it that's that hard to convey. Setting. It's hard hard to convey in a film that he's feeling yes. and thinking sure. all of these things. So you have to have him say it. But it, it, that those those pieces were a little. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. This is a good. Um, that would be a good time for Force Ghost and or like inner monologue ghost talk you know he could have well, done it. he could have been sitting there <laughs> well and that's and that's this the thing they, they 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 never do you know sort of the voiceover inner monologue thing sure. at all well, in star wars I, yeah and I, and i feel like they they i feel like to have thrown that in maybe would have been a little weird also oh, i might have been no, criticizing no, that but yeah, this would have been a good have. time for that well, yeah. we would have criticized that very bad. We yeah. would have said it doesn't yeah. make sense. Uh, but that's what we do. That is primarily how it goes. Right. right. But let me see. I'm trying to think of for, for segment one, you know, bitch fest. I was going to complain uh, about the uh, the ships being near the planet. I was going to complain yeah. about 
Mm-hmm. Um, Anakin continuing to be whiny. Jack. Um, yep. I mean, I don't have your I don't have your beef with Grievous. I do. Yeah, Grievous that, that, is awful. Perf- I mean, I will say this in its favor, Eric. In in this this film, and you, you can correct me if I'm wrong, if I missed it or just blocked it out of my brain. No musical numbers. No sports. So I, I think I think I think we're riding high Ooh. and good on that front. Yes. I'm trying to think. I I you know I didn't catch any sports. Music right. numbers. N- yeah, I think you're right there. I mean. Yeah. You know, we do have uh, Obi-Wan riding a giant creature, which is fine. And he kind of sings a little bit in his bellows as he's running. But I was okay with that. That that creature was kind of cool. Uh, uh, it was that it was good when Grievous died. I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No, there was a, there was a musical theater. Uh, whatever that that, that, oh, the, the opera that water thing show in the background. While I was they, all right with was, that. Yeah, that's no, that's, that's well, that was background. <laughs> that wasn't like the main feature. Like, OK, now we're going to shift from our. You know, now, if, science if fantasy movie football, over to, yeah. If if they were watching Droid football or Droid basketball or something like that, then obviously uh, they would have dropped an entire star rating. It would have been gone. <laughs> that's that's how I feel. Well, about that's, it. that's 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 fair. That's fair. Um, yeah. No, I don't. I don't. I don't know that I have a whole lot. Of, I mean, I guess there's there's a certain aspect of it that the whole thing felt. I mean, even though it was you know almost two and a half hours long, there's still portions of it that felt a little rushed. But again. I don't know that they really had a choice. Like you've got to convey all these things. You've got to you've got to take it from the you know where we left off on Attack of the Clones, all the way through the entire arc until Anakin becomes Vader and the kids yeah. are like you got to cram a lot in there. And so I don't know that you really had a choice but to kind of rush some of that stuff. Did the, but, let me ask you this: Is this the piece- time frame that the Clone War cartoon is taking place between two and three? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'll, okay. Uh, anything you see that's got that's got the like the Clone War cartoon, and, and let's not forget mm-hmm. there was a Clone War movie that at some point mm-hmm. we're gonna have to spoil. Yes, um, we will. I actually we're have I, to I think I own that. I own oh, okay. that on DVD. I think I don't. Nice. I, it was during my time um, frame where I'm buying DVDs of everything. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, all of that because it's because it's largely you know Obi Wan and Anakin and the clones. Yeah, it, that that's all between episodes two and three. Yeah, it would have been interesting that if they were able to utilize some of the time frame between here to show, like, you know, the turn of Anakin. Yeah. You know, like, instead of, I mean, you have to force it all in there. But it would have been interesting if this didn't take place within less than a couple weeks, if they could have explored that in a, you know, a secondary series of, all right, watch, this event turned to this event to turn to this event, and this is why he's gone mad and and so forth. But, yeah, the the Clone Wars – cartoon i'm sure shows a little bit and they reference a lot about obi-wan kind of references that anakin's a better jedi now like he's the best oh, yeah. one of the best jedis oh yeah so you probably will see that happen through those cartoons or the storytelling in that area possibly i haven't seen all of the clone wars episodes i worked in an episode every now and again when i think about it and just haven't sure i got i got distracted and started watching rebels that that cartoon um, that happens. Yeah, I don't know that in the cartoon they hit very heavily on the whole slowly turning to the dark side piece. No, I mean unless, that, unless that they is... do that in later episodes, but I don't know. Yeah, but that yeah. would be. I mean, it is definitely a cartoon that was geared to be family friendly, so it's right. not just. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know that so... they're likely to get too into that, but you know, but this no, gets I, pretty I, dark. I I mean, even as rushed as it was, I think they did a pretty good job of you know showing how Palp was pulling the strings and how yeah. the Jedi Council is starting to get a little suspicious 
about how things were going down. Some some of the tension between Anakin and Padme. Like I think that I think I think it was you know for 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 what they had to work with, I think it's pretty well executed, and I I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, that's I you mean know. that's and that's fair. I, yeah. I you know my last complaint, I felt that the epic chase scenes and or fight scenes and all that stuff besides the besides the final i mean in my my opinion the last 30 minutes of this movie is what makes this movie but i was you know i just felt like it could have been a little better and maybe it was a matter of i didn't feel the risk with palpatine as much or i i like i didn't necessarily think you know obi-wan chasing down grievous you know was that big of a deal it was cool to see the wookies you know but i just felt like yeah if we're you know this is going to be the epic finale of the prequels I was like, yeah, maybe we could have put a little bit more time in the blue sky tech you know, phase of coming up with some ideas. And, you know, if these were the best possible ideas, that's great. But I felt like there could have been something cooler, something better. And I just felt like maybe Attack of the Clones, in my opinion, did better jobs with, like, the suspense or or the location of battles. And that's I think this is all just personal preference. So, yeah. like, it felt like we went back to Geonosis or whatever the same – and it was like this almost – similar atmosphere or or space as the the gladiator scene and i'm like well we could have you know i'm not saying go to an ice planet or you know a swamp i know they did that in kashik is uh right where some of the battle was but it'll you know it was at the time though it was it was cool to see you know the wookies and some new planets so yeah i'll give it that. well and and since you bring up the wookies i think i'll bring up what is probably with probably my 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 last uh, on my list of things to gripe about. Yeah, I'll and that is this one too. <laughs> it, 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 what what why is it got to be Chewbacca? Like you got a whole planet full of Wookies, and yes, they are all long lived. And Chewbacca in Episode Four is like two hundred years old. Like okay, we get it, he's around, but does Yoda really need to you know address him as Chewbacca at the you know at the end of the I film? It, yeah. Like, it, 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 it it's another one of those things to where like you've got this giant galaxy filled with all sorts of things, but you keep running into the same people. Like yeah, che- for well, Chewbacca t- to be there is just like come on, like well, it's and the then, force and that binds nowhere, them all together. Tom. Well, you know, and then you know nowhere else in the in the entirety of the the saga do they make any reference to oh yeah Chewbacca oh yeah he was he was pretty high up in the the military during the Clone Wars like that. That never comes up. I think it took it takes away a little bit of Chewbacca's badass kind of like smuggler level because it seemed like Chewbacca and Han kind of. I I mean, I don't know their backstory. I mean, I guess we could probably watch Solo. I don't remember if they talk about it there or not. But well, uh, I mean, for the most part, the backstory you would think it's just like you know, hey, Chewbacca's left his planet. He's doing his thing for whatever reason. He runs into Han Solo. Han Solo gets him kind of you know. I, to me, it seems like Han Solo would have attracted Chewbacca as opposed to Chewbacca attracting Han. Well, you know. Well, I well, and I always I always got the vibe that Chewbacca was just like, not necessarily average, but he was kind of your your everyday every man's Wookiee. Yeah. Like he was just a dude who was doing his yeah. thing and got captured by the Imperials and Han saved him and they go off to do their thing. Not that he was some That's you know right. figure of yeah. significance. And this puts that well, that sort of swing on it. It's like, eh. And again, it's maybe it's personal preference, but there wasn't really a story need for it to have been. No, Chewbacca. it's one of those. And that's the part. That the whole I'm reason. Like, eh. Well, they, they shoehorn these guys in there because of either it has to be. Honestly, I really do think it's probably merchandise and or like credits oh. of stuff. I really no, do, because there's yeah. no reason for 
Boba Fett to be to be shoehorned in special edition episode, you know, four. There, right. There's really no reason for a lot of these little throwbacks. And it's cool when it's an Easter egg and maybe not referenced. But you're right. right. Like if if he didn't even say Chewbacca and we wanted to guess and be like, hey, that could have been Chewbacca. It would have made it a lot cooler. The fact that he said Chewbacca was like, oh, and that's I think right. that's kind of the, the kicker. Well, well, and then and then I, I know I said that was going to be my last one, and this one is oh adjacent, so more. I'm counting it. All right. I'm counting it as one, and that is the actual visuals on the Wookies, specifically Chewbacca at the end. The Chewbacca in in this movie does not look like any other Chewbacca you've seen in any other film. Like there's just something about him that seems this this is going to sound goofy but like fake like on, on well and and it's be, and it's because he is a named wookiee like you know what chewbacca looks like you've seen him in three other films more at this point because he you know he was in solo but like sure. yes it's a brown wookiee with a bandolier but there's just something in like his face and the way his hair is done and, and whatever that just does not jive with any of the other chewbaccas you've seen and again, if they hadn't called him Chewbacca, I wouldn't have. It wouldn't have. Wouldn't have. Like all the Wookies look good. They they look fine. They look like Wookies. But you know what I look like. You've seen pictures. You've been around me. You've known me my whole life. If suddenly you know you're in a room full of you know middle-aged white dudes and one of them you know has glasses and a beard and you go, oh there's Todd. You're like no that's not Todd. You know what I mean? It's it's it was sure. just no I get enough. It. Well, that you are you are at, at a next level with Chewbacca than I am. I, I didn't necessarily take, you know, I was like, to me, they kind of looked fake in a sense because everything that you, to me, you can't use practical effects as well when you have somebody, you know, an actual outfit standing next to CGI because I'm, a, I assume a lot of the Wookiees, I mean, I know for the fact in the battle scenes, they were all CGI. I'm not sure if the guy, his partner at the very end when they're talking to Yoda was, you know, full costumed or anything, but I bet there was some touch up work or something done or something a yeah. little different, but I, I, I understand. And you are on the next level when it comes down to uh Wookiee identification. So I'm just saying Chewbacca deserves better. That's all I'm saying. You're right. You're right. Well, Todd, this is a double break episode. So let's take a break. When we come back, we'll go ahead and talk about all the things we loved about this episode. All right. And we are back, Todd. We just talked about a lot, you know, and I don't want people to think that I hated this film. I absolutely no. thought this is the best to me. The ending sequence puts everything together. It almost completes the saga, but not quite. <laughs> but it could me, have everything it could have completed the saga. I mean, if they, I'm if glad they, they didn't. I'm, gl I mean, oh, I'm glad. I'm glad it didn't. Also, like I, I enjoyed the sequel trilogy, but if that didn't happen, I don't feel like I'd have been left wanting. Like I feel like this ended the six, the six episode arc quite nicely. Uh, okay. And and no, I was and, always you know. left wanting. I was always well. I, I was always for more. But I think the la I, firstly, uh, we'll talk. I think the transformation to Darth Vader was was done well. Like I understand yeah. it. Like, I get yeah. where he came from. He had no choice. I thought the whole aspect of, like, I need to save my wife w was enough to turn somebody against their friends and or, especially since he he started seeing them to be corrupt. I thought the right. arc was good. Do I think Hayden Christensen was the best choice for a Darth Vader? Mm, maybe not. It wasn't who I envisioned when I, I pictured what Darth Vader would look like under that, you know, outfit. Right. The, tran the transformation to the actual outfit I thought was awesome. I love the story. Oh, yeah. I thought the final uh, 
uh, lightsaber battle is probably the best lightsaber battle, I think, out of. And and we'll, this will go to test because I, it was definitely the best out of the movies we've watched so far, you know, in terms of. Oh, yeah. Spectacular. Maybe more oh, dramatic yeah. would be, you know, Luke versus Darth Vader, maybe in, in Empire or Jedi. But when it comes down to it, these were this was an awesome battle. We were invested. It was in a crazy planet where it was just high risk. So I really, really enjoyed the lightsaber battle, and I enjoyed the storytelling. And, and what I enjoyed most, truthfully, at the very end, I enjoyed how they used the music when they were delivering the babies. And I know this oh, yeah. is a small little thing, but when you hear Leia's theme, and then you hear Luke's theme, and then it ends, it's like, to me, that was that was really cool. And I really appreciated oh, no. the... So the last 30 minutes of this movie is really like enough to give it like three or four extra stars. Because I was not really enjoying the whole process up until then. A little bit of the storytelling I enjoyed, like, <laughs> all right, you know, but for the most part, I was just like, ah, oh, you know, I just wasn't in, I wasn't feeling it felt there was a lot of dialogue and a lot of scenes that were just in place because they had to move to the next scene to the next scene. And it was missing that little, you know, action or, or investment from me, but right <clears throat> overall, the last 30 minutes was, and it might've been 40 minutes, who knows, you know, as I, I appreciate the fact that I don't know how long it was because I was invested and I was into it. You know, where in the I, beginning I, I was know, like, is this scene over? Come on, end it. I, I can actually tell you it was about, I, I want to say it was around 34 minutes because at mm -hmm. one point I, I had to stop and take a break. And it was right as um, Anakin was force choking Padme right after he saw Obi-Wan had stowed away on the ship. And I had paused yes. and went to go do a thing. And when I came back and hit play, I'm like, hmm, how much longer is on there? And it was like 32 or 34 minutes um, left. So you're, you're, you are you are surprisingly correct on your timings there. But no, I think wow. I think the I think that battle was was definitely, if not the best, definitely top three. You know, I, I think I think as far as Star Wars film lightsaber battles go, it's it's the battle on Mustafar that, that we just watched. Uh, I think the you know, the duel of the fates from Phantom Menace with Maul versus Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan that sequence makes Phantom Menace worth it. <laughs> in yeah, my that opinion. Was like good. that lightsaber it was, it was battle really good. Yes. was pretty epic. I, I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to think about what 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 is vying for third place there. Um, hold on, hold on. But I, I have suspect... a brilliant idea, Todd. In oh yes. Future Yes, this is what will happen. All right. In the future, after we're done with all of the Star Wars, the basic the nine, we will go mm -hmm. ahead and do a special episode where we will rank the lightsaber battles. I will provide I will do the research. I will provide the clips. We will watch every lightsaber <laughs> battle, and then we will rank. So stay tuned like in good. future episodes. This might be coming. I would say um, the saga won't be complete until that episode comes out. There you go. Well, and, and, and luckily that makes it – I mean, and that's the nine baseline movies because there, yes. there, aren't, there aren't any lightsaber battles in Solo or Rogue One. So those well, you're wrong mentioned. about that. You're wrong. Firstly, we will disqualify Rogue One, the best lightsaber battle of all time, uh, or the use of a lightsaber has to be at the end of Rogue One. Super spoiler. That's what I oh, wanted to see. You know what? That's You're what right. I wanted You're to right. see here. You're right. I forgot about that. Well, that's not really a lightsaber fight. That's somebody just no. kicking everybody's ass with a lightsaber. You're right. That's why I say it's that's, disqualified. That's why I don't I, count that. Yeah. It is disqualified, but I do want to say tell you that might be no. one of the that is probably in top ten of all time Star Wars scenes. And no, that is crazy no. to think that it's coming from. But that's what we wanted to see. Let's face it. Yeah, At the no, end of this that's, movie, that's, that's, that's what legit. we wanted to see. So yeah. if you, <laughs> to be quite no, that, honest, that, you're if fair. you're watching this, if you're watching this, 
movie and then you're like hey let's you know if you're doing it in the wrong order and watching one two three and then you're like hmm let me go to four now no take a small step find out where it is in rogue one at the very very end watch that yeah. sequence then watch and then you'll be like yeah yep that's no that's fair that, that's legit. no but i mean the 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 lightsaber battle was freaking fantastic let's just put it that oh way. yeah oh yeah no no that was that was great and really as far as space battles go you know, if they weren't so darn close to the planet, I think this would be definitely <laughs> top, you know, nope. top, get it out top of three, top, top five nope. uh, space battles. It's a two star um, space battle for me, buddy. Two stars. Oh, oh boy. But no, I, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie on a bit of personal history and you know, miscellaneous trivia. It was definitely the first Star Wars movie to crank up to PG-13. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I think it may be the only one. I don't. I don't think they cranked that back up on any of the other movies since. I'd have to double check because you know I am not anywhere near that age. Mm -hmm. But it was definitely a factor when this movie was released, because at the time that uh, Revenge of the Sith came out, and it was you know PG thirteen. You know that was that was kind of a big deal. Like that got some headlines. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they're because... like, well, why is that? And they're like, well, you know, because there's you know a bunch of extra violence, and you know the whole end sequence. They're on. They're you know they're they're lightsaber battling in this hellscape. And you see, you know, dude lose all of his limbs and then catch on fire and, you know, all that sort of a thing. And in... um, the whole emperor getting his his uh, wrinkly face was pretty traumatic. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, that was... like, like, I get why they why they upped it to PG-13 and I don't disagree. And where Star Wars is concerned, I'm not necessarily a big fan of, you know, going that extra mile for the the gore, the violence or whatever. I mean tarantino movie i expect these things from a star wars I, I i get where that's you know a little next level but i i think i think it was the right call like i feel like had they toned that stuff down it might have lost a little impact but at the time this came out i was in florida i was with my you know who would eventually become my second ex-wife and i'm not saying that this movie is the reason we split uh it just you know happens <laughs> that, that we did um, <laughs> okay but her son was i believe 12 at the time and so there was an actual discussion as to, you know, can he go see this? And I am very, you know, I was, well, I mean, it's PG-13. I mean, dude's seen things that I imagine. I mean, none of us had seen the movie. Like, it hadn't released yet. You know what I mean? But there was a whole discussion around whether or not this was suitable or appropriate. And she had a little bit of a, uh, a religious bent to her. And all the stories about, you know, Mustafar being hell-like. Mm -hmm. caused some 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 riff there sure. and sure. it was an ordeal that i you know kind of had to be like listen i have seen every one of these films in the theater like if we want to go as a family that would be ideal but if that is not a thing and i gotta hop in a car and go solo that's gonna happen and that did happen and caused a whole bunch of ripples whatever so this is this is one this is one of the movies that i've only actually seen in the theaters once for okay. that reason um, well then, I I have beat you because I believe I've seen it at yes. least. I know for a fact I've seen it twice. I might have saw it three times. Yeah. I believe I forced. No, 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 no. I went on my own or with friends, and then I went and I was with Lauren. So this was early dating days. You know, right. we're a couple of years in, but I actually took her younger brother with me, and I remember we sat real close to the front for some reason. I don't know if it was packed or that was just his preference, but he was a young right. whippersnapper. Uh, so, right. And she went and saw some other movie. I would be interested to hear what movie she saw while I watched this. So I know for a fact that we saw it twice, but it felt like I went again, uh, which, you know, this this was a big deal, man. Like, I know I'm complaining oh, yeah. now, 
But when you're when you're coming off that waiting for three years and you're just coming off right. Attack of the Clones, you know, like for instance, just the other day, Hunter watched Attack of the Clones. He's like, all right, we're ready to watch the next one. He's like wanting to watch that night. Oh yeah. You, you, you oh, know, yeah. this is pumped up. So I mean, I wasn't complaining about Grievous, and I was probably all about the three, you know, the thirty minute. Uh, you know, battle in the beginning. Like I was all for right. it. So let's, let's not, you know, but when you look back at it now and you're like, well, if I had to fine tune and, you know, and right. I'm a little bit more busy now. I'm like, well, I could have watched this movie in two hours if they cut some of this unnecessary stuff out. Right. So right. times have changed. Ideas have changed, but this movie is still pretty darn good. Oh, no. And well, my, like you said, it, 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 mm-hmm. it was definitely a big deal because, you know, again, you've been waiting for a year or two since the last installment. Yeah. At the time, it was the end of the saga. Like, this is the final yeah. piece. Like, there are a lot of factors going into this is a big deal. This is an event. This is, this is you know, significant not to be missed. And like I said, I was, I was not going to miss that. <laughs> uh, you know, so yeah. I did. Well, Hell no. It all, it all worked out well. And now I, you know, have a, have a delightful wife that does not want to see these. But she is more than happy to go, yeah, oh, there's a new Star Wars movie? Cool. I'll see you in a couple hours. Have fun. That's it. Uh, yeah, I you mean, know, and there's exactly there's not a discussion. There's not a guilt trip. There's not a, you know, <laughs> there's there's not an argument about it. It's, you know, you're a grown-ass adult. Go do what you want to do and have fun. Um, right. Which I appreciate. Well, this you this know. is the part of the podcast where we do wife uh, executive producer appreciation moments. Because Lauren right. has joined me along this battle. <laughs> I, um... I don't typically watch a ton of movies, but when I announced that we were going to watch the Star Wars in the correct order every single, you know, once a week or whatever, she did not fight at all. She actually even tried to watch some of them. She slowly started to shop for houses and for cars, and well, um, we're now in the episode. <laughs> we're in six episodes in, and we have a new house and a new car, so um, I'm scared to see what happens during the next three films. Um, well, I mean, it's so. it's... it's- I mean, it's good that you're generally landlocked because I feel like the next thing in that progression would be some sort of like yacht. I mean, you are still on the <laughs> Ohio River, so maybe you'll get yeah. a fishing boat out of this. I don't know. Uh, no, maybe we don't a nice want anything. pontoon number. How I don't about know. how about this, Todd? How about how about we get ourselves a um, maybe an X-wing or a Tie Fighter? Because I'm leaving you for the the Millennium Falcon. You're forking out the big bucks when when you buy the Millennium Falcon, but maybe oh, that's what we'll get. It'll be super worth it, and you'll come over to visit, and you'll you'll be in awe, and it'll be fantastic. And, and Todd, you'll, you know, you, listen, you won't even know I'm visiting because I'm gonna use those cargo pits. I'm gonna hide. <laughs> I'll be there for months. You won't even that's know. Fair. That's fair. Um, that's, that's all right, Todd. So overall, I think the movie was pretty good. There's a lot of stuff that oh, yeah. we, you know we can't touch. It was two and a half hours long. Lost the Easter eggs, or at least lots of little like. Hey, that's how that happened. Oh, this is this is why this is that way, and that's and it's oh, yeah. pretty cool, you know. Like we know why Yoda and Obi Wan left, and one of the cooler sections was uh, Yoda saying, "Hey, go to Tatooine, and you're gonna meet up with an old friend who learned how to get through the Force, and that's where Force ghosts come from." So that was right. super cool, and that was oh, awesome, yeah. uh, you know. And there's all types of other stuff, but we've already been two breaks, and I think it's about that time that we finalize. I have one last thing that I found from IMDb, Todd. And I just okay. want to give this to you real quick. Uh, so there, when I'm scrolling through, just looking for stuff, number one, the movie ranked at a 7.5 from all the IMDb users. I personally would probably give it a seven, which means I think I liked Attack of the Clones more, but I liked it more than I liked um, uh, Phantom Menace. Do you have a preferred ranking that you would say out of a scale of 10? I would say, I would say probably seven or eight. 
Because I, 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 like yeah. I said, of the prequels, this this is definitely a contender for top spot there. Um, okay. Yeah, that's how I. I, I yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I would put, I would put this movie on par with, uh, Empire Strikes Back. If I'm comparing to, you know, the the classic original series, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's 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 definitely pr- definitely pr- pretty solid. Yes. So. Off of IMDb, I also noticed that there were a se- there was a section where you can categorize or tag um, movies, and one of them, and so it's, okay. they were called plot plot keywords. So you could put like suspense, or you could put different things. And the first okay. one, and this caught my eye, <laughs> the first keyword, and I said, "Oh, this has got to be somebody trolling." It said, "Elongated cry of no." <laughs> that is that that is the category. You know, so yeah. so of course so of course I click on it. And there are 24 other movies that are tagged for elongated cry of no. And um, this this to, is a reference to to Vader, you know, after he yes. becomes Vader and finds Padme's dead and does the no, which I remember being sort of a, a topic of conversation back oh, in the it day. Should like, be. Nowadays, and I'm it like, be. Eh, it's it's a little uh, over the top, but I'm I'm fine with it. But well, I mean, you would scream. I don't know if it would be no. I think it should have been a visceral scream. But let's face it. Uh, what, who am I to tell somebody what to scream when they're grieving? Uh, <laughs> but it did become a big plot keyword. I, I will let you know. Here are at least – I wrote down four movies, and there were 24 total. I was going to say, please tell me you told me what, what some of the other ones are. I okay. wasn't going to, but I said Todd's going to ask me. So, uh, <laughs> the, so – the first one that I wrote down was The Warriors, like the 1970s movie The Warriors. So I don't know where it happened, but I remember I, I enjoyed that movie. Uh, Dead Poet Society must have an elongated cry of no. The mm. Pee Wee Herman show was listed for having an elongated <laughs> – and then also Battlefield Earth. Uh, there was The Hobbit. There were a couple other Star Wars, so there must be no uh, – it must have been – you know, I think Luke screams no, doesn't he? And uh, yeah. An empire. So there yeah, was a list. Yeah. You know, if you're interested in this elongated cry of no and the other t- titles associated, feel free to go over to IMDb. Um, that, I found it through the Revenge of the Sith, and uh, that's that's that the is, nugget that, that I a, wanted to leave you with. That is a super niche genre, if we're calling it that. But no, that's 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 <laughs> good good trivia. Thank you for sharing that, Eric. That's that's good stuff. I think we we've, we've covered everything that's that's useful to be covered on this one. <laughs> yes. Uh, thank you. Thank you for your, your notes and your, you know, additional genre specifications. Thank you, listeners. Next up is going to be The Force Awakens, and yeah. we, will, we will join you then. And until next time, I hope you all have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas that you'd like me to chat about, you can let me know via Twitter at CastTodd or email via ToddCastPodcast at gmail.com. Keep in mind that the Todd portions of those usernames are T-O-D with a single D, even though I spell my actual name with two. If you'd like to leave me a voice message that I can air on the podcast, you can either email me a small audio file, or you can use the link in the show notes to leave a message via Anchor. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts is appreciated. Again, thank you for listening to the Toddcast.